0: Congratulations, America. Your tax dollars are now going to be used to label what you say online as disinformation. Who's going to label it? The government. Yes, the United States government. In fact, there is a brand new government agency and the head of Biden's new, quote, disinformation governments board has actually in the past dismissed a real news story. Yes, that same new head of Biden's new government disinformation board actually dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop story as disinformation. Also want to remind you very quick, if you've not hit that subscribe or auto download button so you get our podcast alerts every day so you know we've got the new show out there, make sure you hit that real quick while you're listening. To many of you, by the way, that have just found our podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe or auto download button so you get this podcast every day. Now, why has this happened? It's happened because Elon Musk has bought Twitter. And now the government realizes that their fact checkers, who are used to be, quote, independent fact checkers, we know that's a lie, are no longer going to be able to do that on Twitter. So now what they've decided to do is actually employ their hand-chosen people to decide what you say or what conservative say is labeled as disinformation. This is the United States federal government that is doing this under the Biden administration. This is no different than what they do in Russia no different than what they do in China. No different than what they did during World War II in Germany and other countries like that. No different than what Stalin and Mussolini have done. No different than, than, than what happens right now in North Korea. And now your tax dollars are actually going to be used to decide what you say, where you said it, when you said it, if it should be censored from the public. This is with the United States government under Joe Biden. Let your head... Just get around that for a moment. This is what total tyranny from the Biden administration looks like. This is what socialists, dictators, communists do to their people. And the head of Biden's new disinformation, quote, government governance board actually came out and said that Hunter Biden's laptop story was disinformation. How could you trust this guy to label what you and I say as disinformation if he didn't get that one right? Which proves my point this is not about disinformation and 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 let me also say something else the government's job should never be to label things disinformation right the government's job by the way is to allow you a place to sue for damages if somebody is convicted of libel if you come after someone and you scream he's a racist right or he's a bigot or he's a Uh, a a child predator or a sex offender or a rapist, and it's not true, you can then sue. Now, that's what the government should allow to happen. You can then go back and, and get damages from that individual. Now, unfortunately, in this country, we have some unique laws on public figures. You can say a lot more about public figures and not be held accountable for it because they are, quote, a public figure. But at least if you're a private citizen, that's the government's ability, that's their job, right? Their job is to make sure that you have the ability to hold somebody accountable if they are slandering you. Plain and simple. Slandering. That's why we have these libel laws in America. That's not what the government's doing this time. They're saying, no, we want to limit free speech. We want to be able to decide what we believe is appropriate, not appropriate. So this new guy, okay, this this again, this new guy said that Hunter Biden laptop story was actually disinformation. How can you trust this man with actual real information? Take a listen to Fox News as they were talking about this new governance board governance board that you're paying for
2: a new effort from the Biden administration to police online content. is facing some serious backlash from conservatives. The disinformation governance board was created shortly after Elon Musk said he would purchase Twitter. Correspondent David Spunt tells us Republicans are already pressuring administration officials over this new directive. Good evening, David.
6: Brett, good evening. The disinformation governance board set up by the Biden administration to stop disinformation or misinformation, whatever you want to call it, ahead of the 2022 midterms later this year. But critics are crying foul at the person who is running the board, the executive director. Her name is Nina Jankowicz. She's a global fellow at the Wilson Center in Washington, D.C. She actually recently left the Wilson Center, a nonpartisan think tank, with an extensive foreign policy background. Critics specifically point to a past tweet regarding the president's son, Hunter Biden, under federal investigation for his overseas business dealings. The story picked up speed during the presidential debates of 2020, but were censored by several social media sites, including Twitter. In October 2020, Jankovic tweeted, back on the laptop from hell apparently, Biden notes 50 former NatSec officials and five former CIA heads that believe the laptop is a Russian influence op. Trump says Russia, Russia, Russia. Yesterday she clarified that tweet, for those who believe this tweet is a key to all my views, it is simply a direct quote from both candidates during the final presidential debate. If you look at my timeline, you will see I was live tweeting. Today, administration officials were asked about her appointment.
3: Is this the same individual who said the dossier was real and the Hunter Biden laptop story was false? Is that the individual who's now running the disinformation governance board? Uh, I'm not familiar with those states. it reported widely. I'm not familiar
7: with those? i don't have any comments on the laptop but what i can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities i'm not sure who opposes that effort
6: jankowitz gave an interview to the associated press in 2020 where she called the laptop a quote trump campaign product we reached out to her and the department of homeland security for comment but i've yet to hear back
0: So there it is. The head of the Biden's new disinformation government's board has dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop laptop story as, quote, disinformation. Now, why are you paying for this? Coming up in just a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by United States Senator Marsha Blackburn. We're going to ask her about this. Also, some shocking things happening at the border uh, as well. And some new news that members of the Biden administration, one commentator has now said, should actually be prosecuted for aiding cartels and human trafficking. I'm going to have that for you in a minute. Now, I want to go to Tucker Carlson as well from last night. Tucker Carlson uh, went went full savage on President Joe Biden's newly formed disinformation government's board, comparing it to a ministry of truth, right, while also saying that this is the new thought cop-in-chief. This is fascism this is communism this is socialism and this is all because elon musk bought twitter and democrats realized they don't control the narrative anymore and that free speech is going to actually be alive and well and so now that if free speech is alive and well they want to destroy it again because they want to rig the system this is about rigging the system when you rig the system the way that they are rigging the system, they, they, they know. And look at the number of Twitter followers that we've gained and many other conservatives have gained. The number of Twitter followers that have been gained, the number of people that, and the conservative movement that have been silenced, the fact that we now know with Google that they were suppressing any Republican emails, fundraising emails, or conservative group emails, putting all of them in your spam folder so that you wouldn't ever see them tells you everything you need to know. When are they going to be held accountable is the big question, right? I mean, literally, when are they going to be held accountable for this? Now, listen to what Tucker had to say about this, and and, and the way he described it is spot on.
3: And when Elon Musk first announced that he was buying Twitter, It was pretty obvious the Democratic Party would soon become unhinged, not just angry or annoyed in the way you're very used to, but instead legitimately terrified and hysterical. Imagine how you'd feel if an armed intruder broke into your home at three in the morning. You couldn't exactly know where things were going, but you'd be dead certain that everything was at stake. That's how Democrats feel right now, because, in fact, everything is at stake. Joe Biden cannot continue to control this country if you have free access to information. It's that simple. Biden certainly is not improving your life. He's not even trying to improve your life. So the best he can do is lie to you and demand that you believe it. But to do that, he needs to make certain that nobody else can talk, because if you were to hear the truth, you might not obey. How is Biden going to pull that off? It's not easy. Well, one option would be to get men with guns to tell you to shut up. Most Americans probably haven't thought of that because this isn't Africa or Eastern Europe. This is America, and we don't do things like that here and never have. More precisely, we haven't until now. But now Joe Biden is president and everything is different. So today, to herald the coming of the new Soviet America, the administration announced its own Ministry of Truth. This will be called the Disinformation Governance Board. Laugh if you want, but just to show you they're not kidding around here, This board is not part of the State Department or any other agency focused on foreign threats from abroad. No, the Disinformation Governance Board is part of the Department of Homeland Security. DHS is a law enforcement agency designed to police the United States, and and that, by the way, has a famously large stockpile of ammunition. So it's not a joke at all. Here's DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. We have just established Uh, Miss and Disinformation Governance Board in the Department of Homeland Security to more effectively um, combat uh, this threat, not only to election security, uh, but to our homeland security. Oh, so one of America's top law enforcement officers just announces to the Congress that actually we're going to be policing what you say. And everyone in the room kind of nods, oh, yeah, it's totally normal. But here's what he didn't say. So America's told us that disinformation is a threat to homeland security. Now, he's the head of of the Department of Homeland Security. So presumably he would know since assessing threats to Homeland Security is his job. But what he didn't tell us is how he's defining disinformation. So here you have this new and terrifying thing that the Biden administration is so concerned about that it's created a new agency to fight it, but Mayorkas never said or even hinted as to what it might be. So the man in charge of the disinformation governing board never defined disinformation.
0: Which brings me to my point.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality
7: with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
8: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: This
0: isn't about disinformation. And by the way, the government's job is not to decide what can and cannot be said. The government's job is to protect that everyone can say what they want to say. And then we do have laws, by the way, that govern speech. Right? If, you, if you say things and slander somebody and there's libel, you can sue. I laugh because all the time when I say something about an individual they don't like, they will threaten to sue. We're going to sue you, right? They'll send a cease and desist letter. And I I usually respond the same way. What did I say that was a lie? And I will apologize. And usually we never hear from them ever again because they know you cannot sue somebody for their opinion. Now, you can try to intimidate them or try to silence them. But when you've done this as long as I have, you know what you can and cannot say. I've heard people say, well, you've misrepresented what I said. Okay, what did I say that was wrong? And then I put it back on them and they usually shut up and go away. But what the government's now doing is they're going to cook the books against all of us. Right. This is about cooking the books. This is about saying, fine, the fact checkers don't work for us indirectly anymore. So screw it. We're going to fact check you directly now, which is not really fact checking. What it really is, is we're going to silence you and shut you up because we don't like you and we don't like what you say. We don't like what you have to say. And so we're going to start a government agency that is basically spying on you, that is monitoring you and everything that you are saying. That is what this really is. And if you think that I'm wrong, then listen to what he's saying. He's not even defining what misinformation is because it's not really about misinformation. It's about, it's about censorship. It's about censoring people, silencing people, and shutting people up who they don't like. That's what it is. Plain and simple. There's no in-between here. There's no ambiguity here. That is what it actually is. Straight up disinformation and misinformation, as long as it supports and advocates for the other guy, game on, let's go. Now, you may be saying, if you're skeptical of all this, all right, but Ben, come on. What are they really going to label as disinformation? Well, we actually have a clue. Because Biden's disinformation chief, Nina, has now said that online mockery of Kamala Harris is a threat to democracy and national security. That's right. So that would now get you in trouble with the federal government if you mock Kamala Harris. Joe Biden's new disinformation chief argued online mockery of Vice President Kamala Harris and other women in public life was a threat to national security. Quote, Platforms and governments aren't doing enough, she wrote on social media. It's time to act. Our national security and democ- democracy are at stake. She actually wrote that. So, if you want to know why the Department of Homeland Security announced the creation of this new disinformation governance board led by this woman, it's because they know what she has said on the record in the past. She also argued that Congress should create new laws to block mockery of women online citing the volume of gender disinformation used to criticize Vice President Kamala Harris. Quote, Congress should reauthorize the Violence Against Women's Act and include provisions against online gender based harassment. So if I make fun of Kamala Harris being an idiot, she's now saying I should go to jail for that. This woman wrote this in a Wired article highlighting the abusive content sent on social media towards women in public life. You're a public figure. You can't say anything negative about any woman. Or if you do, now you want to go to jail. That's what she said, and now she's in charge of actually this plan to do it. She was also the author, by the way, of a big report examining the online mockery of Harris during the 2020 election, and noted the vice president received a majority of derogatory online posts against women in the article. She outlined tech companies and government should work together, quote-unquote, using creativity and technology prowess to make a pariah of online misogyny. Social media companies, she argued, should make the shift towards believing women, allowing them to identify and censor content. She also called for tech companies to stop a Pile-on tactic of intrusion from influential people with a lot of online followers. In other words, if I say, here's a video of Kamala Harris being stupid, please share, I would now be a criminal in her eyes. Because I criticized a woman. No joke, I can say it about a man, just not a woman. If Kamala Harris comes out and says something stupid when she's overseas, and she's done this before, or said something that makes no sense at all and I mock her, then I would go to jail, right? I'd be fine. The government would come after me. The guys with the guns. She went on to say online mockery of women was a, quote, threat to democracy, warning that gender disinformation could prevent women from running from office. So now I guess she says that, that you know, we have to protect all women and none of them can be criticized if they're a woman, especially if they're a liberal, because otherwise they won't run for office. Now, men, you're open season, right? Because the easiest person to criticize an American as a man, especially if they're white. In September of 2021, the woman who's now in charge of this office testified about gender misinformation being a threat to democracy in the British House of Parliament. She cited Kamala Harris as an example while she was testifying in the British House of Parliament. Quote, I think of the little girls who were so happy on Inauguration Day, seeing our first female vice president inaugurated. And for, the, for those of them who are online looking at the responses to tweets or Vice President Harris Instagram posts where people call the Biden-Harris administration Joe and the hoe, obviously she's referencing people criticizing her for sleeping her way to the top early on in her career, which is well documented. There is much worse, alli- alli- alleging that Vice President Harris slept her way to the top. She actually said that. I'm quoting it now. During her testimony, she argued that gender misinformation was also a national security concern. Quote, it is not just a democratic concern. It is a national security concern, which should make it of interest to everybody in government. Now, she's saying this in the UK, not just in America. It is not just about hurt feelings. It really affects the way our countries operate. She cited online mockery of other political women, including Imam Omar, AOC, Gretchen Whitmer, to solidify her argument that it's time to put people in jail for mocking women in politics. She even posted online, here are the most prevalent words supporting gender disinformation targeting. The subjects in our study, including Harris, Ilham Omar, Governor Whitmore, AOC, the women were targeted with abuses, abuse across party lines. Number one word, mistress. Heels up Harris, another called her. Horizontal Harris. Headboard Harris. Joe and the hoe. These are things she says were out there. Referring to Kamala Harris. Now, if you know about Kamala Harris and her sexual exploits early in her career with elected leaders, you can read it for yourself and you can decide if people were being, were they being mean? Yes. Were they lying? Go look at it. She believed. Now, again, if. Kamala Harris believed that she was being attacked this way and it was unfair. She can sue. There are ways to sue. I think it's pretty clear why she hasn't. Can you imagine cross-examining her about her, who she slept with and when she slept with him and what happened in her career when she was sleeping with these people and how much they support her when she was sleeping with them? It wouldn't go well, which is why she hasn't sued. So instead, what she's saying is, all right, we are going to make sure That we silence each and every one of you who attacks a woman. And we're going to do it because we lost the fact checkers over at Twitter. So now we know the government has to do it and we're in charge of the government. So we're going to use your tax dollars to silence and shut you up. Imagine if Elon Musk wrote something, right? Are they going to shut down his entire platform? Are they going to go arrest him? It's a fair question. Which brings me back to a point that was being made by Tucker Carlson. Take a listen to this point that he made.
3: It's almost unbelievable when you think about it. Would you declare war on a country you couldn't name? Would you sentence someone to death for a crime you couldn't describe? Of course you wouldn't, not if you were a sane and decent person. Because you can't have justice without precise definitions. That's why we have very large books of law that define what is allowed and what is not. But they're not defining the core concept at the heart of what is effectively a new law enforcement agency. Maybe that's because Mayorkas doesn't want justice, and neither does the president he serves. They want power, and to get power, they plan to control what you think. Watch Mayorkas explain. We have so many different efforts underway to equip local communities uh, to identify individuals who very well could be descending into violence uh, by reason of ideologies of hate, false narratives, or, or other um, disinformation and misinformation propagated on social media and other platforms. Oh, did you know that? So one of our biggest law enforcement agencies has men with guns around the country doing so many things to stop disinformation and false narratives. Those aren't even lies. They're just deviations from the approved script. America's told us again that men with guns plan to, quote, identify individuals who could be descending into violence, could be descending, not people who've committed violence or even been accused of any crime at all. DHS is instead using law enforcement powers to identify and punish people who think the wrong things. That would be opponents of the Biden administration. Is this dystopian fiction? No, it's happening right in front of us. That means that Joe Biden's partisan political enemies are now officially enemies of the state. How is this happening in America? Good question. But it is happening. And Biden's new thought cop in chief has been revealed. She's a 33-year-old, highly self-confident young woman called Nina Jankowitz. Jankowitz comes from a place called the Wilson Center. That's a nonprofit named for America's other mentally incapacitated warmonger bigot president. Ironically, because everything is irony, the Wilson Center is itself a major producer of, yes, disinformation, but of the neocon variety. And for that reason, is heavily funded by the Biden administration. Django is also, because everything is connected, a former advisor to the neoliberal government of Ukraine, the government we're shipping tens of billions of tax dollars to as our own economy swirls down the drain. So you really can't make any of this up. It's too grotesque. Would you believe a novel with this plot? No, you wouldn't. But it's happening. And that's the bad news. The good news is everyone involved in Joe Biden's new Ministry of Information is a buffoon. They may be evil, but they're also ridiculous. Nina Jankowitz is the most ridiculous of all. So you read about her appointment in The Washington Post this morning, and you immediately thought of the NKVD, because why wouldn't you? Yet even the NKVD, even at the height of Stalin's purges, never did karaoke. They were too dignified for that. But Nina Jankowitz happily does. Here she is.
9: It's how you hide a little,
1: hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared
9: that in town from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo. When we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote. Oh,
0: that's a real TikTok video that she actually did. She's now working for our government, changing the words about how her new job and disinformation. Singing it that way. This is the woman who's in charge of this whole thing that can shut down what you say and do online, and your taxpayers' dollars are being used for this new office that was created out of thin
3: air. This is the point of the show. We're going to say we're kidding, we're making all of this up. It's not really happening in the country you were born in, but it is happening. That's now a law enforcement official. It's also the person you just saw, an individual who brags about getting a master's degree from Georgetown University. In case you're wondering if the entire academic credentialing machine that sustains America's ruling class is, in fact, a joke. Spoiler alert. Yes, it is a joke. This is somebody with so few useful skills that she describes herself in the first words of her own bio as a, quote, internationally recognized expert on disinformation. As if that's a job of some sort. Imagine if one of your kids grew up to be an internationally recognized expert on disinformation. The shame you would feel. The pain of knowing that truly and unequivocally you had failed as a parent. After all those years of advanced education, Nina Jankowitz became an internationally recognized expert on disinformation. And not only that, she can't even rhyme very well. What Nina Jankowitz can do, her one skill, the purpose for which she was hired, is level partisan attacks on the other side with maximum ferocity. That is her real job.
0: Tucker's right. It is her real job. You find conservatives and you shut them down and you use the power of the government to do it. Because now in the private sector with your BS fact checkers that have been used to silence conservatives, you lost it with Elon Musk buying Twitter. And this is all in reaction to Elon Musk buying Twitter. And now your tax dollars are being used to subsidize this. Joining me now to talk about this, and we're going to deal with this in a minute, but we're also going to deal with some shocking stuff going on at the border as well that I told you about. And what's happening with some new things at the border is U.S. Senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Senator, I appreciate you coming on.
8: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Let's start with um, Title Forty Two, and there was an interesting point made this morning uh, by Sebastian Gorka. He says that he believes there is now enough evidence. That members of the Biden administration should be prosecuted for aiding cartels and human trafficking, especially after Mayorkas said that with the lifting of Title 42, he does expect there to be basically an overrun, an onslaught of more illegal immigrants coming into the United States of America. And he said, look, two million uh, illegal aliens are being released into this nation. They're saying that they're about to do something that would cause even more to come across the border. So at this point, he says this is criminal activity. They are knowingly aiding cartels, human trafficking, sex trafficking and, and and human slavery because these people that come across the border they're being sold they're being trafficked, they're being perpetrated and they're being held hostage until they work off their debts your reaction
9: And one of the things that we have learned from law enforcement as we have worked through this process Ben, is that they will tell you in the past year, the cartels have become very emboldened. They pretty much set up their hubs on U.S. soil, and that is where they're facilitating the drugs, the fentanyl. And by the way, fentanyl now kills more 18- to 45-year-old Americans than anything else.
0: More than COVID. More than COVID, and think what we did to stop COVID.
9: Right. And this is the number one killer of our nation's young people. It is imperative to do something. But the cartels are now global organizations. They're not just Mexican cartels, as people previously referred to them. They are global organizations. Last year, we had people from 160 different countries come into the us through the southern border you do not cross that southern border without dealing with the cartel now here's one of the things that we hear a good bit about from local elected officials because every town's a border state and every towns a border town in every state to border state until we secure that border but here's kind of the kicker with local officials on this they say okay the cartels get people to the border, they coach them on what to say, they get apprehended, they get processed, they're given benefits, they're given a cell phone, they're given a plane ticket, and they land in our neighborhoods, and we're the ones who are supposed to deal with social service, the distribution of benefits, the education of children, the health care, etc. and then... These individuals that have illegally come into the country have a court date at some point in the future. But what the cartels do is to transfer this responsibility to the federal government. What the federal government is doing is pushing this to your local and state officials and those taxpayers in the communities to meet the responsibility of this. Now, law enforcement will tell you that when you look at what is happening there, the impact of drugs, crime in the streets, gangs coming into cities, making crime worse, theft, auto theft, home break-ins, uh, catching people at gunpoint. They, it is costing our cities more for law enforcement, for police, for dealing with drug overdoses for dealing with uh, education, when you um, children showed up for school and then they needed to have an English as a second language teacher this the school system didn't know they were going to have to have. It costs the county more and help services. So it is the taxpayer that is paying for this and it's the cartels that are making money. I had someone this week tell me their reporting showed the cartels were making about $100 million a week. And see what the federal government does once that individual comes to the border and then the federal government gives them the benefits, gives them the plane ticket. What they're doing is completing the journey for the cartel. They get the individual to wherever, whatever city, whatever cartel house that they are moving to as a part of a gang or a human trafficking ring or, as you were talking about, the labor gangs, uh, because they have to work out their fee to the cartels.
0: Yeah, it's disgusting. I was down at the border recently talking to people that have land literally on the Rio Grande and they they said this is how bad it's gotten down there if the cartels who are all across the border right looking see a rancher see a property owner uh that is that calls in right they use they have amazing technology and 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 incredible um binoculars and scopes they if they see them calling in to Border Patrol, that there's a crossing, they will send a messenger now to these ranchers telling them that if they call Border Patrol again, they're going to come after them and their family, they'll kill them. And I talked to ranchers okay. who now said they're being their lives are being threatened, that if you, if, if the Border Patrol keeps showing up on your property, which means you called them because of your cameras going off or you witness it. They're, going to, they're threatening to kill you and your family in the middle of the desert, right? There's not a lot of law enforcement around there to help you. If they decide to come over there at night and kill you, they can accomplish it. So many ranchers now are not calling Border Patrol because they're afraid for their lives and their family's lives.
9: That's right. And having been on the border several times and going out and meeting with some of these ranchers, like you're referencing, uh, their children and grandchildren cannot play outside unattended. Uh, they can only be in certain areas on their property, the um, the coyotes that are using their property, bringing people along, along they put them in their ponds, uh, they leave trash, they destroy fences, then cattle get out. It is a mess. These individuals have lost their right to private property.
0: It's sad. Even while we were there, there was a couple of legal immigrants that in the middle of the night were in their outdoor kitchen where we were staying uh, on the property. And they just said, yeah, uh, we're stealing your food. And can you call Border Patrol? Like they, they were happy that we found them. Uh, and they were like, yeah, call Border call border Patrol because I'm, I'm here and I know they're not going to kick me out.
9: Yeah, that's right. I, I talked to one uh, lady And they lived in a community near the border. Uh, This was over in Arizona. And um, she opened the back door one morning and there were two crossers. And they were in the swimming pool and (laughs) just making themselves right at home. Pardon me, but you're right. This is something that these property owners cannot do anything about. Um, They're doing all they can and trying to protect themselves as best they can. But the cartels are in charge at that southern border, getting people to that border. And you know what, Ben, the other thing, I had been using the number 38 um, terrorist names that were on the watch list, and I think it was recently confirmed it was 42. So if you've got these cartels working as um, global organizations, 160 countries crossing the border last year, 42 known terrorists coming to that border and were apprehended. Now, that's what we know. Two million people we know came in illegally. What we do not know is how many total gotaways and how many MS-13 gang members, how many terrorists, were in those numbers. We do know that there was about 600,000 that came across that border. Um, but this is where a lot of your drug dealers, your drug mules, the cartels that are pushing the drugs, pushing them in Arizona, pushing them up to I-10 so that they can get into a cartel car and then get to the drop house. Incredible. Uh, it, is a very, it is unbelievable in the fact that this president and this secretary of Homeland Security do not believe in a secure border and think they can continually lie to the American people about what is going on. This is something that has to stop. And we are working on it every day. You know, the Homeland Security Secretary this week talking about, "Hey, oh, I'm going to do a government bureau of disinformation and go yeah. after U.S. citizens because he does not agree with them. We would never have known that.
0: By the way, with our tax dollars, they're going to go and decide that what you're saying I is disinformation. Me. And then they want to shut hey. you down or take it off social media uh, because they say you as a citizen of the United States of America aren't allowed to have your own opinion. We're going to say what you can and cannot say. And when you say something that we disagree with as a government, will silence you directly, not indirectly through fact checkers anymore, but directly through the United States government. It's evil. and And that brings yeah. up the point I want to ask you about. Uh, quickly and then I want to ask you about a local issue but but this let's move to Hunter Biden because I do think this is part of that scheme by the federal government they're now saying all right well look if if Twitter won't stop stories we don't like on Hunter Biden, for example. And if Facebook won't limit the stories of Hunter Biden, then we'll limit them directly through the U.S. government with this new uh, scheme. I, I believe this is directly tied to Hunter Biden because we now know that Joe Biden lied and was whoring out the White House with 20 plus visits that we know of with Hunter Biden's business associates clearly. Pay to play, you want Hunter Biden or you want Joe Biden to help you, you gotta give money and you gotta do business deals with Hunter Biden and his and his uncle. We know that now Joe Biden lied. How is this not getting to the level far beyond Watergate at this point where the White House is 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 should be concerned about this because now the, the wheels are coming off their lie and we're seeing it every day with the facts coming out.
9: Well, and this is why we need an independent special counsel. To handle the hunter biden issues and don't forget we've got john durham as an independent special counsel looking at the hillary issues and the russia collusion hoax and there's a lot of related activity whether it is russia collusion whether it is joe biden all of these relationships the way the democrats were using the white house using these campaigns the clinton foundation biden incorporated and what have they done from all of this they have padded their pockets they have made millions and millions of dollars and they are using taxpayer dollar hard working taxpayers dollars but they've got to send those to Washington, D.C., or they're going to get penalties. There is no grace for them. But, oh, when it comes to the Bidens, when it comes to the Clintons, when it comes to some of these uh, Democrat operatives to create this, these schemes, they do not want you to know about it. So this is why we're fighting it. It is why we are calling it out. It is why we continue to push it out, and I hope all of your listeners are going to stay in touch with me as we stay on top
0: of this thing. Senator, thank you as always. Nice to have you with us, and we will have you back again real soon. All right, lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto-download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, and take a moment to write us a five-star review. Uh, Many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow. See you back here tomorrow.
2: More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny,